podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show Week 8 Preview Show coming your way. We're going to do things a little bit differently this time around. All pro friend of the show, Shane Vereen, Super Bowl winner, dropping by in just a minute. But rather than go through the slate of the games, game by game, we thought we'd mix it up a bit. And Ollie has come up with a genius idea. We're going to pose 11 different questions to Shane Vereen about the season so far, but kind of wrapped around the week eight slate. Why 11? Well, stay tuned. Find out as we get into it with the brilliant Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen, good to see you. I'm guessing you have hot-footed it back home straight from a golf course somewhere in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I played earlier this week and uh, I got to play last weekend. The good thing about, you know, football season is I travel to California a bunch and the weather's nice there all the time. So I can, well, yeah. I can, sneak, I can sneak in a couple rounds there with some of my buddies out in Cali. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact you prioritize that over prepping for any broadcast you're doing. Get get the eighteen holes oh, for sure. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I I only when I broadcast, I make money. When I, when I golf, mm. I lose money most of the time. <laughs> so, so basically, your career is funding your gambling yeah. golfing habit. I would. Yeah, exactly. Are you at the stage now? I'm like, we're going to see you soon in some pro am tournaments. So I want to see you out there with Mickelson yeah. and Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I got to I got to get consistently in the low eighties before before I. Uh, before I start nominating myself for any of that stuff, but Amazing. maybe, maybe one day yeah. we got to get, we got to get to work on that. We will, we will fly the flag for you. We'll start saying, <laughs> why is Shane Vereen in this tournament? We want to see Shane Vereen. Uh, good news that producer Ollie's actually been doing some work for this show, uh, which is not, <laughs> not, not a given Shane, as you well know, he's come up with an interesting format. So uh, today we are going to ask you 11 questions, Shane Vereen, about the season so far. Now, this is why, uh, we've gone for 11, not because specifically we had 11 burning questions per se. It yep. wasn't uh, because we thought we'd be cute. And a lot of the time it's a top 10. So let's go 11. Uh, it was because a producer only says you were drafted in the year 2000 at 11. And oh. wait, wait for it. <laughs> if that wasn't tenuous enough, you had 11 receiving touchdowns in your career. <laughs> so, uh, okay well there you go there you go gone for 11 i mean that is the most tenuous i think Alex, sorry I mean, can you can you hear my talk right now <laughs> we can it's absolutely going nuts Tell okay us, who's your dog so my dog's name is duke he's a big duke. uh british yeah duke he's a big bernice mountain dog he's like probably like 130 pounds oh, so when, so when he barks but he, he is the kindest sweetest dog ever but when he barks like the the ground rumbles he so <laughs> <laughs> he is not alone on this show is we've got a lot of pets on this show that make guest appearances mike carlson's dog rufus hates the jets so anytime we talk about yeah. the jets we usually hear from rufus so yeah no worries if Duke <laughs> wants to make some noise in the background we we, we encourage it we endorse it all right awesome, we'll see awesome. how we'll see how we go if he wants to come on the show as well and give give some uh, of his picks he's welcome <laughs> so, <laughs> so 11 11 questions for you shane okay uh, we're going to start with Pat's charges this weekend, tough yes. spot for the Patriots who are kind of at that stage of the season when they can't really afford to throw too many more games away. Yeah. So the first question we're asking you, Shane Breen, can the Pats make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe they can. Um, it's, it's going to take, you know, I think they're going to have to score a little bit more. I, I like what I've seen from Mac Jones. I like what I've seen from the running game. Um, it's just, you know, it's going to have to be a consistency type thing. I, I think they have the defense that, you know, even if they're outmatched offensively, um, they have the wherewithal, the discipline, the preparation to counteract that. I think it's, which is strange, you know, we haven't really said this much about New England Patriots in a while, but in my opinion, it's going to come down to their offense and how their offense mm. can produce and, and put points on the board. But um, let me see their next games. They got, they're at the chargers at yep. the Panthers Browns at home at, at the, the Falcons moment, banged up. winnable, winnable. Yeah. I, I think, you know, at these next five games that they, they could, they could win four of them, you know? Yeah. Um, and and they, they end up with the Jags and the Dolphins, right? And stick a yes. fork in both of them this season. So, yeah, they right. conceivably take six, and that, that could be enough, right? Ten could it be could, enough. It, yeah, because, I mean, since they added the, uh, the, new, the you know, the extra playoff team, right. I, I, def, I definitely don't think it's outside of the realm. And, you know, we're at the point of the season right now where 
you know, good teams are going to either get better or stay the same. And um, teams that like the Patriots that are three and four, they're either going to, they're going to get better and continue to get better. Um, we're we're kind of at that make or break point of the season where is your where is your identity as a team defined and mm. uh, can you consistently put that identity and that product on the field every single Sunday? That is a great point you make with this Patriots side because I think their offense is starting to find its identity, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's it's starting to come together and it makes a lot of sense that it's taken time with with the rookie quarterback and yeah uh, and other injuries have had to deal with as well, but it feels like it is starting to click they know defensively they're going to be competitive most of the time not least for the reason you said their coaching outsmarts pretty much everybody else in the league so they can keep teams to within you know 17 20 23 that kind of region Uh, if they can if they can do that you know they'll win more games than than 10 you know if if they can keep teams under 24 points or less yeah which that defense can't can't do that. Judon's playing really really well. I, I, it's an experienced secondary. That it's that is not too far out of out of the equation. You know, keep teams twenty four points and under. That that's that's not top of the league defense, but that'll work for that team. Yeah, right. On you know. the defense, was it a mistake? I know it was prototypical Belichick. Was it a mistake, nevertheless, to to let Gilmore go? Oh, it's tough. Um, you know, it, it, I think it kind of comes down to, I think it came down to the money, obviously. Um, I don't think it was a mistake though. Mm. Um, I, I, I think, you know, the Patriots would have done anything that they could to keep a defensive player of the year. You know, they haven't had too many of those. And, right. uh, so I, if so, which, which leads me to believe that it was what, Stephon Gilmore might have been asking was just above the ceiling and what that what that can trickle down to and, and hurts your team in the future mm. um well, as because far, everyone as far else as salary asking, cap so yeah, everyone, yeah. what about my guy and yeah so exactly and and every team has the same salary cap and so um mm. I, I think what they might lose this year they'll make up for in the back end mm. yeah 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 well it, you know it's makes a huge amount of sense that Belichick after all these years is not (laughs) going to deviate from, from the way he rolled it. But nevertheless, I guess looking at where they're at, Damian Harris is someone you've touched on it and the ground game is getting going. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about how you see him progressing, where he's at right now in, in the pecking order, how much or how highly you rate him as a runner. Uh, I, I put him up there pretty high, honestly. Um, I, I do. Um, I put him up not not necessarily in comparison to other backs in the league, but comparison to how he can transform and move in in the Patriots system and in that offense. Right. Uh, you know, I I still up until maybe like last week or, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, I felt like they still kind of had a little bit of a leash on him. You know, mm. and, and learning because that organization they have to trust you before before they even put you on the field. Then they have to trust you to give you more plays than what they think you're you're ready for. Then they have to trust you to say, "Hey, go play, go play football." You know. So why is um, that different? I mean, I, I get all of that, but yeah, someone who's been there, done it, got the ring. Why is that, or how is that different to other organizations? Because if you you know flew in somebody who'd never seen NFL before and said, oh, the, you know, the thing with this team is that they've got to, the coach has got to trust them, trust the players implicitly before they let them lose. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is that different from any other team in the NFL? Um, well, I, I, I can just speak from my personal experience is that, you know, when I first got to New England, um, I, I, I was ready to play, but I wasn't ready to like play four quarters with a big role and all that type of stuff. And that's okay. I think a lot of times, you know, especially players, you feel like I'm ready to play. I'm ready to start. I'm ready to play four quarters, uh, 75 snaps a game. Right. And mm-hmm. that that's not necessarily true. Um, and it's okay to, to learn from mm. the players ahead of you. It's okay to waste your turn. It's okay to, to grow and mature and, and get smarter in the game. And mm. sometimes I feel like other organizations, they draft, draft you in the first three rounds, you're playing, you're starting. Like we're just putting you in the fire because we're not ready. Yeah. Because we put this money behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's, if that's not the best thing for the team, first of all, the team, if, if that's not the best thing for the player, then, evidently the, the team gets hurt and then the player never really 
uh, turns into to, to the caliber of player that, that we would expect or that that player would expect to be. Mm. So sometimes being patient and, and, you know, and learning and understanding why you're not playing and not being like fighting against that. My coach doesn't like me. I, I should be out there. Yeah. Everybody should, you should feel and have that competitive fire that you should be out there, but that, but then you also have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, I need to get better at a, B and C. And that's what I'm going to work on. It's a great point. And, and is it also the smarts of, of the McDaniels offense as well? Is that something to yeah. do with it? Is, is, is it difficult to pick up? It is. It, it's definitely difficult to pick up. When I was in New England, it took me, I would say a year, year and a half to where I could go on the field, a play would be called and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be questioning and questioning anything in my head, yeah. you know, and that makes that, that split second of thought process when the ball is snapped and deciding, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? That split second makes, makes a difference in the NFL. Yeah. You I might, bet. you might not think about it, but like you get off of the ball, like think about defensive lineman, offensive lineman. If an offensive lineman gets off the ball a half second late, it's a sack, mm-hmm. it's a half moving. second, yeah. Point yeah. five. Yeah. you know what I mean? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> You know, so so those little thought processes that you go through in your head and and and, am I right? Am I wrong? Should I do this? Should I do that? That matters. Um, And so the more you're in a system, the more you learn, the quicker you can think and evidently or eventually turning into not thinking at all and just playing. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. That's what every player wants to get to. Okay, can the Pats take the charges this weekend? They got a shot at this one or is this one of the games we'll chalk up to a loss and then win some of the others to make the playoffs? You know, it's it's either going to be this one or the Titans in the, in their next five games. Um, the chargers are good, man. The chargers are a very good team Rested as well. Of course. Yeah. And but licking their wounds, you know, knocked around by the Ravens. Right. Exactly. And seeing how they respond to that is going to be, is going to mm. be a big thing. How are they going to respond to, to getting manhandled, you know, by a physical yeah. Ravens team? Um, Cause the Patriots are a physical, physical football team. Um, I like the Patriots. I, I like the Patriots in LA. I like that. The, I yeah. like the confidence in the swagger. <laughs> and that, that's That's going to hurt me because I got Justin Herbert on my fantasy team. But <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, well, Herbert's coming up later on, so you can make amends. Uh, okay. All right. The Pats, you could, you could give him some props a bit later. All right. Uh, number two on uh, Ollie's uh, top 11. Well, only 11. <laughs> 11 questions. Uh, are the Colts, asks Ollie, the most underrated team in football? Titans Colts this weekend. It's something I think that we touched on this show for a couple of weeks now, you know, when they were sitting at yeah. one and four, I think, and uh, you know, terrible start and for all kinds of reasons, the craziness with Carson Wentz and his double ankle injury and everything, yeah. just a speedboat out of control going in the wrong direction. But they started to steadily improve and it, we got thinking well, maybe they're not as bad as everyone's saying and then they've started putting some wins together as well that defense yeah. can ball a little bit and it's not outside the realms of possibility that they can they can sneak in the back door you know put a run together and stick in the back door where are you on the absolutely court? uh t- i'm tbd to be determined with mm. the colts um are they the most underrated no i think the chargers are the most underrated team in the league right. um are are they better than people think? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think so. I think that defense um, is great. And I, I love the think- fact, by the way, you've just said the Chargers are the most underrated team in football after picking the Patriots on the road. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it, it can be both. It can underrated be both. Underrated by you as well. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can be both. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, That's it fair. can be so both. Colts, uh, yeah, you, this is yeah. it. They are... We don't if we if we're starting to understand a lot of teams either way for good or for bad. The Colts are one of those teams, and there's a bunch of them in the middle of the pack. That, as you said right at the top of the show, this is this is make or break time. The next three or four weeks, we're going to really know. And the Colts, we just don't. We have an identity. Yet, but are they starting to find it? Do you think? Exactly. You you said it. The identity. I I watched them Sunday night, and uh, although the game was in the rain, I thought they showed a lot of identity coming back being down at halftime and really just putting putting their foot on the throat of mm. the 49ers um it wasn't pretty but in a game in those conditions it's never going to be pretty um but i love jonathan taylor uh, i think carson wentz wentz is the 
quarterback for this team. I, mm-hmm. I do. Um, I think they're running, their receivers are going to come around and that defense is going to get better as this year goes on. I still don't think the defense for the Colts is playing up to the potential um, that they have. Um, can they sneak in the playoffs? For sure. For sure. They can sneak in the playoffs. I, their, their division, you know, all they, if they beat the Titans one time, mm-hmm. um, they should be able to easily grab, um, I think that wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to work out where the wild cards are coming from because, you know, from the East, possibly, if it, if it is going to be the Patriots, you know, assuming the Bills don't have some complete crash and burn. The West is yeah. intriguing. You know, the Raiders in the mix, obviously, as well. We'll get onto the Chiefs in a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you can't really count out the Broncos either. Yeah, the South is it's fascinating because we've yeah. given that to the Titans already, but it's not necessarily a gimme, is it? No. And, you know, Tennessee's five and two. Uh, I got the Colts at three and four. Mm. You know, um, the t- Tennessee Titans are good, man. But uh, I-, I still think they're beatable. Um, not that they're one-dimensional on offense or defense or anything like that. Um, you know, there's certain teams for me, especially the teams in the AFC South. I have to see it to believe it. Mm. And I understand two years ago the Titans went uh, went to went played on the road in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, and right. they were up and. And then the Chiefs came back, obviously so, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. So they lost in the AFC Championship to the, on the road to the Super Bowl champion. I get that. Um, but last year wasn't what I was expecting. This year we're going to see. Um, there's something to be said about teams that can play well one year and make a run one year. And then there's something to be said about the teams that can do it year in and year out. Right. And unfortunately, you know, it takes time to, to see that for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to still see that from the Titans for multiple seasons. So I don't think the AFC South is locked up. I think Tennessee should win it easily, mm-hmm. but, but I, I, it's not locked up to me. You know, I, it's really interesting. You say that I, uh, I'm a, big fan of of Vrabel I really buy into yeah. Vrabel I think he is if we're, we're throwing underrated around I think the Titans have got a number of key underrated protagonists I think Vrabel's an underrated head coach I think yeah. Tannehill is extraordinarily underrated as a quarterback it's getting <laughs> absolutely season on season and yeah. it was fascinating to see the way that they the box was obviously loaded against Henry and, and Henry was kept in check and the way that Tannehill exploited that I think the yeah. stronger year on you. I mean, they obviously are in terms of who he's got to go to with the addition of Julio. But I think mm-hmm. I think they're just getting stronger and stronger with yeah. this. Bring eight in the box, and I'm going to carve you up. Don't and Henry's going to run for 700 yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's urban 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 Meyer maths there. So. <laughs> 319 yeah. yards. The- when, when, you, when you can run the ball like that with Tennessee, I mean, you you break people's will, you break their spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really By the do. time the fourth quarter rolls around. The, the yeah. defense doesn't want to line up and tackle 6'3", 200 and what, 50 pound Derrick Henry. You know, I've been I tackling know, him for three quarters. I know, you, I know you love your other football and so you'll appreciate this. It, it, I remember over the summer, the great Rio Ferdinand was talking about, uh, look, talk about the England squad at the start of the tournament saying, if you're a center back and you know, it's 15 minutes to go and you've had a tough old game and you're looking over at the sidelines and you're seeing, Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Stop him. Although Darius Leonard and, and, and the, the uh, Colts D decent against the run. So, you know, they might have a, they might have a decent afternoon against, against Tennessee. Okay. Uh, let's move to question number three, the best team in the AFC right now is it the buffalo bills or can you put a case for one of the chasing pack it's the baltimore ravens and and that's that's even saying coming off of the beat down that cincinnati handed them mm-hmm. so i mean like make no make no jokes about it cincinnati beat them down mm-hmm. physically and in all aspects of the game but i still think that um i have a lot of respect for for jim harbaugh I have a lot of respect for, for that organization. Um, every time I played against that organization, it, it was tough. I got smacked in the mouth every single time. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that one loss, especially a loss like that, you know, it's interesting. I, I, when I was in the league, if we got blown out, that it, was, it didn't hurt as much as if we lost by one point. Really? Like, it, it did not even close. Like, because if you get blown out, you can go back to the drawing board and be like, look, th- 
clearly this wasn't us. Like mm-hmm. these are the mistakes we made. They're blaring. They're, they're more obvious mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those can be fixed, especially with good coaching, especially with good players, which they have an experienced mm-hmm. quarterback, which they have, you know, a team that can run the ball many different ways, which they have, like, that's not, that's not a tough offense to really get back on track. Um, if you go and you, you fight your heart out and you lose on a last second field goal. Now you go back and you look at the tape and it's like one or two plays that, mm. that kind of like made the difference. And, and, you know, you never know when those two plays are going to come, but when it's one or two plays, you, I, I feel like it kind of like, it's like, dang, we were so close. And then you start thinking about it mm-hmm. and it's on your brain longer than it should be. When you get blown out, you're like, whatever, man, let it like, go. Yeah, yeah, It's a bad week. Forget yeah, about it. Yeah. We're, we're moving on. <laughs> That's really yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't ever, yeah. I hadn't ever considered that. Although I guess what, has occurred to me and increasingly i guess the the more i cover the game is how much we overreact to a blow i mean look at last season yeah. and, and tampa bay is a, is a great example right but yeah. i mean there, yeah. i'm sure someone's done an analysis of all the teams that have won the super bowl certainly in the modern era whether they've had a blowout to that degree i'm not sure i might go back and look at this i want to study this how many teams have lost a game heavily did you the, the patriots you must i think you you, you had yeah. Oh, the the year we won the Super Bowl was the was the uh the worst that season earlier in that season we had the worst loss that I was ever a part of since mm. I've been there. Wow! Uh, it was to, yeah, it was to the Chiefs on the road on like Sunday night or Monday night football, and uh, they blew us out. And uh, at the end of the game, it was like, oh, this that. Brady's done, Belichick's done, and yeah, this you know, is like, and we, you know, we had the team being there, like, <laughs> let's go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they brought you together almost. What's Belichick like yeah. after a after a blowout? He's nicer after a blowout than after a win. <laughs> most times, <laughs> most most times, <laughs> because because that's the same philosophy. It's like, look, hey, when you get blown out, a the the coaches didn't do the best job they could preparing preparing the players for the game. The players clearly didn't execute, and it's like you you kind of. Now, if now, if you get blown out like four weeks in a row, then yeah, that's then another situation, yeah. <laughs> right? But if you know you're a better team than what, you know, you, you chalk it up to kind of like, look, coaches are, coaches are going to do better. We're going to put you in better positions to play, yeah. uh, to win. And, you know, you guys go back to the drawing board, stick with your fundamentals and we'll be fine. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, speaking of the Chiefs. Next up, what is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? They've got a good landing spot this weekend, Monday Night Football against the Giants, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Are are we falling into the same trap with the Chiefs or a lot of people falling into that trap that we were just touching on a crazy overreaction to, uh, you know, a one result or a handful of results? Or is there an endemic problem here, do you think? If if I'm being honest, Mm -hmm. right, I, I think the start of the season, First couple of games didn't really go the Chiefs' way. I think that Monday Night Football loss to the to the Ravens um, hurt them. But I, honestly, I think they're feeling sorry for themselves. Mm. If, if I'm being completely honest, I, I think there's like, oh, poor pitiful us. We're better than this. We know we're better than this, which they are. But it's play to it. They went to the Super Bowl two years in a row. That right. doesn't happen by accident. Like the NFL is way too competitive for you to go to two straight Super Bowls and not be a good team with majority of the players that they had those two years on those runs. Right. You know, it, it's it's them. It, it's not the team. It's not the opponent that they're playing. It's them. They need, get out of their own way. Get out of their own head. Stop turning the ball over right. and, play some, and play some defense. If, if the Chiefs stop turning the ball over and just play competitive defense, they'll win the rest of the way out. Mm-hmm. Like it's that simple, but sometimes you start getting into that poor me, poor this, like, uh, my feelings are hurt. My ego's <laughs> going through some, going through some changes right now, which I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is feeling. I mean, he's not playing up to nowhere near the caliber that he can play. And he knows it. Everybody knows it. I think he's but thinking then, that just with, with what his brother's getting up to on TikTok. Uh, quite is <laughs> 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 that anything else? He's, he's frustrating. Okay, lots of uh, lots of lots of follow up questions here yeah. because I think some of the things you said are, are more straightforward than others, right? Not turning over the ball, I yeah. guess, should be the most straightforward for them to to control, right? Uh, you yeah. know, with a quarterback of that caliber and a coordinator and offensive mind of that caliber. So that I get. Then the attitude in the camp, I completely agree with you. You can see it. And I, and I wonder, yeah. wonder whether you think it is 
um, in Dem- addition, well, when you look at, if I think of Cleveland a few years back, Cleveland under Freddie Kitchens, right? Who were a talented roster, not as obviously as talented as this Chiefs side, but a lot of the heavyweight players there and they were completely discordant, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah, a lot of that was down to the coaching. Yes. Uh, this can't be the same thing, right? There's This is a no. winning mentality. It's one of the great coaches of the modern era. Yeah. So what do you put that down to? The fact they're getting frustrated. That, I, I, that they're getting challenged. Like mm. they have, the, you know, and, and this is why like what, what Tom Brady is doing is so impressive and like people like to root against him. But like, I like to watch greatness because what I learned when I was with New England and I came into a pro, I came into an organization that was successful before, like when I was like in fourth grade, like up until the point to where up into when I was being that way. Yeah. Up until the point to where I was actually on the team. And, uh, I mean, that what must I have learned, been crazy. That must have been insane. <laughs> but, but what you learn is that you're going to get every single year, you're going to get their best. They're, this is a game that everybody on the opposing team has circled on their calendar. This is a game where you're get, like the opposing team is buying extra tickets for extra family members. Like <laughs> this, is, like, like, this right. is the game for like, that's what you, that's what you're going up against every single Sunday. Mm. And I think the chiefs learned that a little bit last year, but now that you have to do it three years in a row, it's a different type of preparation. It's not the type where the chiefs, we can, we can come out onto the field and and be successful. So let me ask you this. Do do they make that situation worse in by the way that they play, you know, with all the show, showboating is unfair. I heard that word used and and I'm a, you know, staunch defender of the way, Mahomes plays because I, you know, I don't think he's cocky with it. I think they just confident the way they play confident with it. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's going to rub you up the wrong way when you kind of no look shovel passing your way, you know, to, to it's a, does that make it worse? Do you think? Uh, it, I think, I think it leads them open to mistakes. Um, mm. You know, not necessarily makes it worse because you want to play with confidence, but I think it opens them up to mistakes, AKA turnovers, AKA costly penalties and in the wrong situation, AKA catching the ball. Like, when, when you sometimes you get too confident, you forget the fundamentals and, and what got you there in the first place, playing defense, running the ball, catching the football and tackling, like, mm-hmm. you know, get back to the basics. That, that's it. So the hardest one out of the things you mentioned at the top, sort the defense, I start playing some defense. Yeah. I guess the counter argument to this in, in the sense of are the chiefs done or are the chiefs going to make the playoffs? Some people are suggesting them. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but are they going to have a deep run in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. The, the defense has been, indifferent for years the defense wasn't great when they won the super bowl right so right. so what's different now do you think it is worse or it's just underperforming you know i, I think uh i don't think they're getting i gotta check the, i gotta check but i don't think they're getting to the quarterback quite like they used to mm. they might not have been as as strong on the back end mm-hmm. um but right if you're able to neutralize that in a sense by getting to the quarterback um i i think that 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 will help them um, tremendously. Yeah. And with, you know, Chris Jones injuries, you know, mm-hmm. the, the big, yeah, it's a really good point. They're missing everyone's slagging off the secondary yeah. and Sorensen, but actually, yeah, I mean, missing some key players up front, it, yeah. it's going to have a, a dual effect. One super quick thing, because I know we've got a lot of other ones to get through. We're going to some rapid fire questions in a minute, but I was uh, doing my power rankings, my column for Squawker. Uh, which is out. Uh, we pushed out on our social channels at the NC show. Give that a plug. The I was doing my NFC power rankings this week and I had uh, 12 through 16. So the, uh, the bottom end of the market, uh, Washington, Philly, Carolina, the Giants and Detroit, right? That was my 12 through 16. So Washington, 12, Philly, 13, Carolina, 14, Giants, 15, Lions, 16. Okay. All five of those teams are probably going to be looking for a new quarterback next season. You would think. And I think it's a mistake. The Giants, do actually i think i was looking at this what they're going to be on the hook to daniel jones for next year and it's not a strong draft class for quarterbacks right particularly with everyone else around them is going to be looking for quarterbacks as well right washington philly don't think they've got their guy carolina don't have that guy detroit uh, there's a lot of teams in the hunt and that's just the nfc right you know so are you asking about the giants I guess I'm asking about, yeah, I'm asking about whether, yeah, the Giants should hang on with Daniel Jones 
uh, hang on to Daniel Jones, I guess. Yeah. And I suppose this also brings us into the tour situation a little bit too, because yeah. Miami have Buffalo this week and two is in the news because Miami's in the news because Deshaun Watson's in the news. And, and I don't that, yeah. to get into anything else other than whether this is the right time to move on from tour. I was describing it as a little bit like going to watch a movie and you're 14 minutes into the film at the cinema, right? And it's, <laughs> it's promising, but it's not great. Yeah. And you walk out of the movie because you're not convinced it's going to win an Oscar. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that would be right. Tour, right? It's like, they don't know what they've got yet. What, what are they doing? I, I, I don't know. Um, I like Brian Flores as a coach. Mm. I, I think he, I spent some time with him in New England. He was on the defensive side. Actually, every year I was in New England, he was, he was there. He was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he knows football. He's a great coach. He's a great leader. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think two is the answer. Um, and, you know, I think he has talent and, and don't get me wrong, but I just haven't seen, I haven't seen anything that ma- that makes me really believe that, that he is the answer. I mean, he, let's see, 202 yards in the first game, 13 yards in the second game. He got, uh, I think he got a little banged up in that one. Yeah. 329, um, Against Jacksonville in the, London, in the game, that, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. yeah, in London, a game that they lost, and that was the best he had looked in. But they didn't win, and that matters. That mm. matters. That matters. I think, it's, I think he's hurt though, Shane. I think there's. I think he's come Me back too. from those ribs, yeah, and that might yeah. be the big issue. They're worried that he's just going to keep getting banged up the whole time. But I think yeah. it's too soon. But it's going to be really interesting that the quarterback market in the offseason going to be. It's going to be interesting, and and like the 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 bottom the bottom five teams that you're saying. Um, it's tough for me to really give a full evaluation on those quarterback situations mm. because I feel like some of those coaching staffs won't be there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> quite a few, I think uh, <laughs> quite a few there. I, I mentioned to uh, in relation to that, because rumors that he might land in Washington, which is a quite a good fit for him. Right. If he, if he does go mm. there. All right. Uh, let's do some quick fire. So would you have given back Tom Brady's 600th touchdown ball for a Bitcoin? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah absolutely uh would you have given it back if you were promised like a genie popped out and promised you would get at least five holes in one in <laughs> during your during your lifetime playing golf absolutely why do you need to think that uh speaking of coaching changes will urban meyer be an nfl head coach next season is he one and done one and done. One and done. You think, one and done. Do you think he's because uh, he, they battled? I'm talking about London game. They battled hard. The the, yeah. the Jags and, yeah. and but I, if we're, I want to see next time I come on in the middle mm-hmm. to end of the season. Ask me again. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got they got to start winning games. We were I was talking with a couple of buddies. And it's like if a good coach wins one game or mm-hmm. goes winless or wins two games, a good coach does he stay right and it brought up a lot of interesting conversation you know like just because he's a good like he's a good coach yeah so you give him the benefit of the doubt but at the same time he only won two games or he only won three or zero he didn't win at all yeah but what's the expectation level this year at Jacksonville I guess that's the key right I mean the the expectation level is not high (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to be very bad news but it's not high I mean they've had one like winning season and that was when they went to the AFC championship game in the last like 10 years or something like that so I mean the expectation level is not that high but that doesn't mean that they should be as bad as they are, if, you know, if I'm being honest. Um, I yeah. think they might get a sneaky road where they got, they're, they're going to Seattle, which I know is never a good could, place. Yeah. But right. I think they might sneak a road. They could. Lawrence, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Get the they, ground they, game going. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I like Trevor Lawrence. I really do. Me too. He's exciting. He's, he's a really exciting quarterback and has been since college. Mm. Um, so I really like him. And I think losing Travis Etienne uh, beginning of this year hurt. Um, you know, and you know, 
it just depends on on how that organization is going to run things. I think I think there's a big chance that he will be there next year, and they'll give him another run at it. Um, add some add some key components, and you know, because sometimes it you know for new coaches, especially coaches that haven't been a head coach in the NFL, it's a, there's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I, I think so I guess it's really hard when you've achieved that much and you're that much of a name. Yeah. But just from an ego perspective as well, I guess, to get used to the situation where you're making the wrong decisions, you're not getting things right. Yeah. Your team isn't yeah. playing well. You, you're yeah. not used to that either. I was talking about Trevor Lawrence isn't used to losing. Urban Myers, you know, he's pretty used to winning. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I know this is a terrible comparison, probably, given what's happened. Um, and I'm not making light of that situation, but there is there are shades of John Gruden here, right? In the sense of you know, massive deal, 10 year deal or whatever the hell it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to, they're not going to pull it. You know, it's, it's like a first round overall pick, right? You, you're you going right. to, even if they're stinking the joint out, they're going to get to at least two seasons, right? So they have yeah. Yeah. I think so. Doesn't it? I think he'll give it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, something funny. Oh, the, um, oh. I had, I had, this is brilliant from OC and you uh, as you will know, of course, you will play, played against him, I'm guessing. Um, OC, as you know, is a, a big star over here and uh, does, I do a lot of work with him on the broadcast side and we were doing that Jags Dolphins game together for the BBC and in the pregame build-up, like half an hour pregame build-up, we were talking about this and talking about Urban Meyer and OC said, I said, How, you know, what have you made of Urban Meyer's start? And uh, <laughs> OC said, completely deadpan, I think, I, I think he's finding it a grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah drop this drop this out and uh it took yeah. me about speaking of that split second i was thinking yeah it's a grind then <laughs> images yeah. of, of him at midnight in that bar came to <laughs> <laughs> the genius of ocean um, oh. all right uh let's go down yeah here's another one who are the top three running backs in the league right now so derrick henry you mentioned he's got to be in in the top is he your number one outright derrick henry's number one mm-hmm. uh alvin Kamara's number two Mm-hmm. And then number three, I'm going back and forth, um, but I think it's Joe Mixon. Mixon three. I think it's Joe Mixon. What do you like particularly like about Mixon? Well, I was going back and forth between Chubb mm-hmm. and Mixon, um, and Mixon's performance against the Ravens helped. Um, obviously, Chubb is out. Uh, I hope he's back this week, though, for my fantasy team's sake. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're on the right on the wire, so banged up, aren't they? And I mean, they're going to run out of time, I think, eventually, if they, you know, a little bit like the the Seahawks with, well, how many can we drop until Russ gets back? I mean, they start to look at. Yeah. You start to, especially like like I said, this is the point of season now where you're either going to start to trend in the right direction or you're going to plateau. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what you're going to be for the, for the rest of the way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I see a higher ceiling with the Bengals than I do with the Browns at Big this time. point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you wouldn't, so you would have Jonathan Taylor in that in your, in your top. I think Joe, I think I gave, I think Mixon because mm-hmm. he's on a better team because as far better team, better record. Better team. So, yes, so that game gets uh, a nod for that. Yes, that 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 matters to me. Um, and I love Jonathan Taylor. I love what he's doing. Uh, second year in, and he and he's really just kind of taking control because Hines is a, is a very good back as well. And mm-hmm. I thought they'd be splitting more time than they are, but it seems like it's Jonathan's it Jonathan uh, Taylor's show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's fun. He's exciting. Don't get me wrong. I think I just think I like Joe Mixon more. Um, as a back and, and the team that he's on. You know who I am really big on this season, and I love it because I love it when a player who is getting written off uh, by everybody and, you know, sticking a fork in, he got the money and is Zeke. I am so glad that yeah. Zeke is yeah. almost back to his best, running hard as well. And yeah, it's Edna, good. It's crazy. You know, last season, there are so many reasons why he had a bad season and yet everyone's yeah. saying, Oh, he's done. He's Zeke's done. <laughs> like, why, yeah. Why yeah. did he have this tendency just to jump to these conclusions so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, man. It's, it's hard these days being a running back, man. I'm, t- I'm telling you. <laughs> you got out at the tough. right time, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is tough because like, you know, 
like, A, they don't want to pay us. B, we have the shortest shelf life in the NFL. So, like, as soon as somebody has a bad season, even as the caliber of Ezekiel Elliott, the fact that people can even think or, like, fix with their mouth that he's done. Right. It's just like, you know, they don't do that with really any other position. Yeah, it's Except, so I mean, the I mean, the quarterback position is pretty even then, right? criticized. But even, even then, then, you have a bad season. Well, okay, you know, there's, there's a lot in the tank, you know, can bounce back. Yeah, he's still young, still in his 20s. Now, if yeah. you're a running back and you're 28 plus, it's like, oh, he's done. You're you know, he's too banged yeah. up. He, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He's not the same. But um, I love I love what Zeke is doing. Um, you know, I, I think last year there was a lot of different cat, a lot of different things going on in that organization. And they're right. just trying to figure it out. Um, but I love what Zeke is doing, man. He, he's he's representing for the running backs and and uh, I'll forever I'll forever support my running backs. <laughs> I love that running backs union. I love it. Like yeah. union in football. Uh, OK. Next up, and this is uh, the $64,000 question, Shane Breen. Can anyone stop the Bucks in the NFC? The Bucks, of course, up against uh, the Saints. It's the Jameis, Jameis yeah. Revenge Bowl, of course. Yeah. A tricky spot, I guess, in that respect, because he's going to be fired up. And the yeah. Saints, uh, it's in New Orleans. The Saints, uh, their defense is absolutely rolling right now. And we're mm-hmm. talking about teams with identity, I think. We didn't know at the start how it was going to play out with with Jameis replacing Drew Brees, but pretty well so far, right? Is let yeah. Alvin Kamara do what he needs to do and don't turn the ball over Jameis and give mm-hmm. us a deep shot that, that Drew at the end of his career couldn't really couldn't really muster. Yeah. Look, looking pretty pretty tidy on both sides. No, absolutely. And and you know there there were a couple deep balls on Monday night football. Or was it Monday night or they played yeah, they played Monday night mm-hmm. against the against the, the Seahawks, right? Yeah. And um, receivers dropped a couple of deep balls. Um, Jameis made some mistakes. Um, Alan Kamara kind of put the team on his on put the offense on his back. Um, only scored 13 points, but the genius of Sean Payton, um, the he's the way he's so he's so creative with his play calling and he's so creative with his formations and his and and what he's asking players to do. Like it, there's certain offenses where you can look back at the tape and be like, somebody's always open. It's just up to the quarterback to find that, to find that guy. There's not many, but there, but there are about five or six off the top of my head. That I could think of that every time they snap the ball and they're throwing a pass, somebody's open. It might be right now. It might be quick or it might be downfield later in the play, but somebody's going to be open and they have that type of offense. They have that type of system and that simplifies things a little bit for a quarterback. Um, I love what Jameis is doing. I was, a little nervous for him, especially because he's following Drew Brees and those are humongous shoes to fill. And, you know, there's not too many players that are still playing right now that can fill those shoes. Um, in the history of game, there's, there's only so many players that can fill the shoes of Drew Brees. So yeah, Jameis, I think uh, definitely uh, somebody that deserves a little bit more credit than he's getting right now. And this is an mm-hmm. interesting spot for, for the Bucks. outside of this game. Who do you see as the the closest contenders to the Bucks in the NFC? Uh, Cardinals and Rams. Uh, Cardinals, Rams, Packers. But as far as Tampa, it, you know, I, I think Tampa's kind of in the same situation as like a, a Tennessee or a um, or a Baltimore. It's like or Kansas City. Really, it's just don't get in your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, just just keep keep making it simple. Keep making the big, keep making the catches, keep doing the fundamentals, right? Keep stopping teams, um, you know, and, and just make it competitive because teams like Tampa, teams like the Rams are going to win close games at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if we can keep it close into the fourth quarter, if we're not winning or if we're just down by like a touchdown, we're, we're, we're going to win the game. And, you know, it's the confidence of that. It's the experience. It's the yeah. play calling, the coaching, all that type of stuff. So Tampa is yeah. the only team that's going to stop Tampa. And, you know, we might be saying the same thing next year, yeah. but I, I haven't seen anybody that has looked as good as Tampa outside of Arizona. The only problem is this is the first time I've seen it with Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen when they lose a the game. I don't know what's going to happen when a team drags them into the deep waters mm-hmm. and, and, holds them under and can you swim now you know though you know because they, they've, they've never been in this situation yeah i don't know the la- the organization's never been in this situation uh kyler murray nobody on that team has ever been in this type of situation yeah except you know maybe chandler jones uh, during his time with new england but they like you know it, it they're gonna hit adversity at some point yeah uh, losing jj watt 
that is it's huge. For, for, for that reason alone, let alone what he was what he was doing on the field as well. I, it's yeah. such a good point because you look at. I was talking about the the ta- I'm glad by the way those are your power rankings because that's what I put in my squawker column and that's already been published. So I'm not trying to <laughs> big <piggyback> back <laughs> of, of Shane's yeah. rankings. The um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are just like, like the Rolling Stones. You know, they're these kind of seasoned vets and they're just playing stadiums and you just know yeah. they're going to deliver each and every time. And the Cardinals are like that young, edgy, of the moment artist that is, you know, is bro- broken through and everybody are really enticing to watch. And then yeah. you go and see them and they're absolutely, you know, electricity. But, you know, that it's that rawness and you think, ah, oh, that yeah. could be the making of them, but it could be yeah. their undoing as well. You know, when I see you, Arizona, I'm like, I'm, it's, it's puts a smile on my face because like, they're so exciting to watch, but at the same time, it's like the team's playing them. They know that they're seven and oh, but it's the Arizona Cardinals, right? Mm. When, when you play the chiefs up until the Patrick Mahomes takeover. Yeah. They're a good team, but they're the Kansas city chiefs. Right. Right. And so I'm wondering how much of that with Arizona success is, Arizona playing at a better level or how much is it as teams coming and playing Arizona aren't expecting that level of play. Right. You know, so it's going to be interesting. I, I hope, I hope they, I hope they go undefeated. Why not? It's, it's going to be good for football. You know, the way uh, they're playing. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. with Rondale. I mean, it's just like, it's just like pickup. It's ball. great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome it to watch. Okay. Two more quick ones for you. Uh, who is the more underrated that's the theme of the show, I think. Underrated, the more underrated, Kirk Cousins or Matt Ryan. <laughs> oh God! Okay, let you have to start yeah. the team tomorrow. Shane Vereen is GM of a brand new expansion NFL franchise, and you're told, okay, that's all you. That's all you're going to get. That's the way the money's run out. You're going to get Cousins or Ryan. Where are you going? Are they are they rookies or are they right now? Oh, that's a fair point. Let's say there wasn't such a discrepancy in age, although there's not a okay. massive jump, but there's, no. I know Ryan's obviously older, but let's say they're kind of roughly about the same age. And they're roughly about the same age. Are you getting him now? I'm taking Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, but I do think Kirk Cousins is more underrated. Mm. I, would, I would start my two with Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. but I think Kirk Cousins has yet, like he had that respect for like a season, season a season or so. It has since the respect has kind of faded. But if you go back, if you look at his his numbers and, and what he has done, it's respectable. It's extremely respectable. It, it's nearly impressive yeah. the way people talk about him. It's you know, it's, it's, <laughs> such, it's such a weird spot when you're that kind yeah. of player. And I know yeah. he's, made a, he's made a lot of money, so I don't think he's too bothered. But yeah. I can't name him for obvious reasons. But every time I look at Kirk Cousins, I think of a a very famous broadcaster over here who our uh, our listeners will know and. There's a great line about him, which a, a quite an acerbic cutting edge journalist wrote, which was he's just intelligent enough to know he's not intelligent enough. <laughs> it's a great line. And, and every time uh, I see Cux, I think that it's like he's he's yeah, he's good yeah. enough, but not to be, you know, I don't know what right, right. that kind of level where he not, that's great. That's great. Playoff perennial like wildcard defeats and everything else. All right. Uh, um one more for you, and, and okay. then we'll let you get out of Dodge. What is the ceiling for Justin Herbert? So we touched on Herbert, and I said we'd come back to him, and you mentioned how underrated you feel that the Chargers are. You uh, picked the Pats to win at the top of the show this weekend, but 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 Justin Herbert, how far can this guy go? I mean, can he be the defining quarterback of his generation, do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if if – Patrick Mahomes plays baseball instead of football. We're looking at Justin Herbert as, as we look at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert is unbelievable. And I covered a co- I covered a game or two of his when he was in college. And I could tell then just the way the ball comes out of the hand, um, you know, the, the way he, he's in the pocket, he's steady. Um, he's got great feet in the pocket. He finds his reason. The ball is like delivered. Um Receivers love a quarterback like that. Um, 
teams love a quarterback. Offensive love, offenses love a quarterback like that because he's not about himself. I've never he he seems like the ultimate team player. He's not about yeah. himself. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't like the cameras. He, he just wants to put his helmet on and go play football. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. And like his hit the way he performs. He in the big games, he doesn't shy away. The moment doesn't seem ever too big for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Justin Herbert, it can be, a, can be a, a two-time Super Bowl winner when it's all said wow. and done. Wow, that is yeah. high high praise indeed. And I know they're very different players, but just talking about his disposition, his mentality, he reminded me of Rivers a bit. The, the way you're describing him now, like Rivers is that kind of guy, just fearless, yeah. tough. All about, you know, look at the quarterbacks that Rivers played around. And he was never about him, was he? He was never mm-hmm. about, you know, he didn't have, he had a swagger, he had confidence, but he just wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a, a show showman and a showboater in that way. Love that. I love the last hour, man. It was great to catch up with you. We've wrapped Thank you, man. And all these 11 questions, we did it. Yeah, all the, too bad he's not here to, to witness, but he'll, he'll be proud of us. He will be. He's got a, a difficult edit to handle. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Old. It's not too Absolutely. bad. Um, it's great to catch up with you, bud. I'm glad Absolutely. everything's going well. You mentioned college, the college broadcast. You're, you're busy right now, right? you got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've been flying out every week for the past two months, every weekend. So I'll either call a game or I'll do the studio show. This weekend, I have the, stu- the Pac-12 studio show. Um, so I'll just be going to San Francisco. Then I'll be back on Sunday in time for the second slate of games. And love that. It's, it's, it's just the, it's, it's just the system of life right now, but Roll it's all so good. It's still gotta, sc- gotta love it, man. Gotta love it, man. I'm squeezing a few good yeah. rounds as well. So good luck. I hope <laughs> you go on the next one. And, uh, as you mentioned earlier on, let's get you back on soon. Yes. And, you know, as the season rolls out, I'd love to see, you know, what we're talking about now. Week eight, can't believe it's week eight, man. It's crazy. That's it's week wild. eight. We'll, you know, we'll look at where we're at a little bit down the line and see how, sharp we hopefully won a number of things and have wildly off <laughs> yeah exactly hats making the playoffs you heard it here yeah. first good to see you man take care of yourself all right you too mate. take care brilliant stuff from shane always a lot of fun catching up with him and i love the work that ollie has done there with the 11 questions for shane vereen tenuous link as tenuous as they come but it was worth it it paid off and we had a lot of fun making that hope you enjoyed listening to it incidentally want to give a shout out to all our new listeners out there a few of you got in touch on social media actually uh, at the nc shows how you follow us uh, facebook instagram and twitter and uh, a number of you have found us from social media so kyle want to give you a big shout out he said i didn't know the pod existed until uh, i found you on social but i've listened and love it well we appreciate that and anybody out there taking time to listen to the show hope you're enjoying it as much as we are enjoying making it and the show's coming thick and fast me and propo back for edge rush and we've got college days back next week iron mike's in the house as well some terrific guests lined up over the coming weeks so keep it locked in if you haven't already subscribed to us wherever you listen to us and if you have 30 seconds and you're feeling in a charitable mood, a happy mood, go drop us a review uh, on Apple or whichever podcatcher you listen to us on because that helps us, helps spread the word, helps the algorithm, or which I still don't know what it is, all that good stuff. Uh, so keep it locked in with us here on the NC Show. We will see you for Edge Rush and with Iron Mike on Monday. Bye for now. Fellow baseball nuts, join us on the Johnny and Josh Show with my baseball brothers where JC will... Endeavor to offer some insightful analysis. And my friend Eric Jansen will offer a quirky baseball trivia. But we also have David Langell, who will combine a high level of inappropriateness with a low level of analysis. The Johnny and Josh Show, available to download wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.